Welcome everyone to the second episode of Divergent Dialogues. Um, we're really excited to be talking about our topic today, boosting self-esteem. So Tina, was there anything that you wanted to start off with? So I was going to start this week's episode uh, talking about barriers to building and maintaining a healthy self-esteem. Um, maybe shifting our focus to the outer world influences um, that that can create barriers to that. Yeah. So I think um, a really a really important one for ADHDs uh, is that terrible, terrible statement. And I think this is also true for autistic folk: is um, people questioning like your diagnosis. Um, like things like, well, even you really doubting yourself, you yeah, know, that yeah. all that simple statement, you know, um, you don't look like you've got ADHD or you don't look like yeah, an ADHDer because, you know, you don't match that um, historical view that's a six-year-old boy bouncing off the walls and yes. just sort of very energetic. Um, or, you know, some other some other really uh, common ones that, that I've encountered is statements like, um, Oh yes, we're all a little bit ADHD, aren't we? Um, I don't like waiting in line either, or um, I don't like doing those tasks either. Um, you know, things things like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, and questioning your success. Uh, you know, you can't be an ADHD if you have any success, which is really offensive. Just yes. saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think it's problematic for a few reasons. Um, I think some people, when they're saying, oh, you know, everyone's a little bit autistic or, you know, everyone, oh, oh, oh you don't seem that autistic. Um, I think people believe that they are being complimentary or helping mm. in some sort of way um, because I guess autism and ADHD are viewed as something that's bad or undesirable. So um, if you're just a little bit bad or undesirable, that's okay then. Um, yeah, but it's just a little bit disordered. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit disordered title. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, well, actually, no, why people saying that, they're saying, oh, that's bad. It's bad yeah. to be autistic and ADHD. Um, you don't really want to be a lot of that. It's okay to be a little bit of that. Um, and also, like, I've heard a lot of my clients and myself as well had experiences where people have just outright denied that they're autistic or ADHD. Oh, you don't, you don't seem it. Um, and it's just so, so invalidating. And I think, um, you know, I've had so many people come to me for support um, who have really, it's been a big hit to their self-esteem because they've, you know, a lot of them have done their research, they've been really anxious, and then they've been brave enough to tell someone, and then they've been so badly invalidated um, or made to feel that, you know, it's bad. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think... My advice to people, if you're not sure what to say, um, don't say anything and just go, oh, you know, just be curious. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, can you tell me more about that? Um, yeah. You know, don't kind of go to that, oh, I want to try and make this person feel better because when you're saying, oh, you seem a little bit, oh, you're only a little bit autistic, um, that's actually really offensive. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's my two and cents about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good two cents. <laughs> Um, some some other really important ones to address that uh, really big barriers to um, building and maintaining healthy self-esteem is um, that whole idea of 
you just need to try harder. You know, it's, it's not that you actually have ADHD or you're autistic. You are just too selfish to, um, you know, try harder to be better at the thing. You know, like you, you just don't want to um, go to a shopping center. It's not that, you know, that sensory overwhelm and that environment absolutely uh, cripples you and yeah. means that you need two days to sort of soothe your nervous system. That's not really happening because I can't see that that's happening. It must just be that you're making an excuse so you don't have to do something that you don't enjoy. And, you know, when, when we're constantly being asked to try harder, when we've identified uh, things that just don't work for us, then that too is absolutely crippling to self-esteem. Because it's a case of, um, okay, so I've done all this work to figure out why um, I am so off for days after a trip to the shopping centre or why I'm so off for days after having all these incidental things pop up in my schedule. Um, and I'm working towards managing that. But now I'm being told that it's actually selfish to be trying to eliminate some of these stresses. Um, that that's really, really detrimental to, to self-esteem. And I think something that's important to consider is that for neurotypical folks, um, for them, it might be inconvenient. Like it might be inconvenient that, you know, they can't stay at the shops as long as they want, or, you know, it might, it may be inconvenient that they have to do things in a certain way, but for autistic folks in particular, um, going, uh, it, it, it's harmful it's physically and psychologically harmful to go into certain environments due to issues with sensory overwhelm. Like um, recently, it's um, Christmas time um, here. Um, it, Christmas has just passed and I live near a really big, busy um, shopping centre. And every time I would go to the shopping centre, it was so busy. I would come home and I feel dizzy. Like yeah. it's not like people, it's not just that anxiety. Like there is a lot of overwhelming anxiety, but it physically impacts my body where I feel like I feel dizzy. I feel like really out of sorts and I have no control over that. Like, you know, obviously I try my accommodations. I put my loops in or, you know, even sometimes I wear sunglasses in the shopping center, uh, but there's only so much um, you can accommodate for. And at Christmas time, it's just so busy. Like it, it is what it is kind of thing. Um, and you know, people want Christmas presents. So, you know, <laughs> you got to try yeah. and, and you can, you can like, you know, I, and I, I do push through, but, um, it has, um, there's an impact. There's, yeah. there's a cost that I have to pay in order to be in those spaces. So I think that's really important to consider when, you know, you're saying, oh, you know, you're lazy. It's like, well, no, this takes a lot of effort and a lot of energy. And for hours after four days, I'm like, really like it's hard for me to do anything um yeah so yeah so yeah I did um you know my my workaround for that is uh starting really quite early in my Christmas shopping and ordering everything online but yeah. the criticism of that is that um like I I waste money on the amount of um like the delivery fees and stuff yeah. that I pay and for me it's kind of like well no I'm just paying for my sanity really yeah. but it's a fair exchange <laughs> I'll pay I'll pay the extra 9.95 so I don't have to spend yeah. the next 48 hours burnt out trying to you know recoup um yeah. that's that's a bargain as far as I'm concerned yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. 
Um, a, sort of a, a, a bigger one is, uh, and, and this is quite often in aid for ADHD is because we do sort of struggle with, uh, memory-based stuff is, uh, if you cared about me, you would remember, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that might be that you, uh, you remembered someone's birthday at the last minute or, um, remembering names, you know, like you go to a, to a social event and, mm. you know, you've met someone and you've really hit it off, but you can't for the life of you remember their name. So. So funny. I can like, I can remember a face. I can remember everyone's entire backstory. Can I remember their name? Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I have this odd um little file of people's birth dates stored in my brain well i'm not good with birthdays either well i don't necessarily like have names attached and things like that but i mean i can tell you the birth date of um the boyfriend i had when i was 17's mother (laughs) you know like wow it's so weird you know it's so weird i should not know that information and yeah you can't let it out because it's just too weird but um yeah embrace the name (laughs) Yeah. So I guess looking at some of those other, um, outer world, so it sounds like we've, you know, touched on, um, like sensory issues, um, also social interaction. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that. So, you know, there is, um, what's it called? Uh, there is like the double empathy problem. So, um, they did some research around, um, how non-autistic people viewed autistic, um, folks. Um, and essentially there were some, um, like video recordings taken, um, and non-autistic people viewed the video. So the videos were of autistic people. Um, they viewed the videos, um, and some of them knew that the people in the video were autistic and some of them didn't know that they're autistic. So, um, the people that viewed the videos of the autistic folks, um, that didn't know that they were autistic. Um, rated them more unfavorably. So I guess because of autistic um, differences in, um, you know, communication, um, because it didn't fit with, um, you know, the social norms, uh, they were essentially judged um, for that. Um, Whereas when they did know that they're autistic, they're kind of like, oh, okay. And I guess there was sort of an explanation for, um, I guess, the, the differences in the communication and the behaviors. So I guess the double empathy problem is around, um, you know, with non-autistic folks and autistic folks communicating, there can be a challenge there where there's difficulty in um, that communication. Whereas like with autistic folks talking to autistic folks, often there is a bit more, um, you know, kind of more in sync because there may, you know, obviously all autistic people are different and unique, but there's those similarities there. Um, to communicate. And I think the the part about the double empathy problem that's really important is that, you know, in the past historically, um, the social and communication um, differences, it's been put back onto autistic people going, oh, you know, they have these deficits around these things. They need to do something about it. Um, and this research was really important because it actually showed that, well, no, um, it's more that basically autistic folks are kind of speaking a different language and non-autistic people need to be able to understand that more. And it's a two-way street, you know, like autistic people could maybe learn a little bit about non-autistic speech and, and you know, vice versa. Um, so I think obviously with that knowledge, things are changing. 
Um, but yeah, again, like there's a lot of stigma and, you know, that is changing with the neurodivergent affirming movement, but there is a lot of stigma that there's communication and social differences and autistic people need to change that. Um, you know, especially historically with ABA and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so obviously that can really impact on self-esteem and unfortunately people have, you know, people that are um, becoming older now that have been through, um, you know, ABA and trying to change those behaviors, they have a lot of trauma. Um, you know, there's been a lot of research around that as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, ABA, um, that's the acronym for, um, Applied Behavioural Analysis. Yep, Applied Behavioural Analysis. <laughs> Just for those who, who don't yeah, know the acronym. <laughs> I love an acronym. But yeah. yeah. Applied Behavioural Analysis. So, um, yeah. So I think we we do need to think about, it's really great that a lot of these things are changing, um, but there is kind of this cloud and hangover, particularly for those of us who are um, a bit older. Um, where historically there's a lot of this stuff that still has a big impact and a lot of that kind of internalised ableism um, stuff attached to that. Um, what about um, inner world? Did you have anything around the inner world aspects for ADHDs? Well, yeah, I think I think that it's just it's really, really important to acknowledge how, um, like you were saying, these comments that we were just talking about are often said as inadvertent um sort of supportive comments and they're supposed to be kind and things like that but you know they're they don't they're, they're not sort of internalized that way and you know the the inner world uh psychological dimension is is really heavily impacted by that because as an adhd or we're left sitting there going oh okay so um adhd prefrontal cortex amygdala all these things that are um a part of the different ADHD brain are not the reason I struggle with all of this. It's just that I'm not quite good enough. Okay, yeah. thank you. I'm just going to go sit in my room and cry now and try and figure out why I can't do these things same as everybody else because it's not ADHD uh, when in fact it is. And it's not that we can't do it. It's just that we need to do it differently. And it's sometimes a bit of a longer journey to figuring out how, you know, how that is and what, what that different approach is that works for us uh so yeah that that psychological um dimension is a huge um component in self-esteem i think those are really um really good points and i think it's really important for people to think about um you know the words that they use and language is so important and you know think about why they're saying um you know these particular things and how that can really impact someone um who's you know already struggling um so um, a lot of um, a lot of autistic folks often have co-occurring uh, mental health issues, so particularly um, anxiety and depression, um, and often they can have a lot of really negative self-talk. So a lot of the you know me these negative messages that autistic folks get from um, society, get from the media, get from the people around them, um, that can be really internalized, and you know it's just like these you know, these voices of all these things that other people have told them they are and who they are. And it's just like running around and around. So, um, again, like being really careful about how we talk about autism and how we talk about ADHD, especially kids. Um, you know, we want to be making sure that we're setting them up for success and we are talking about like, yeah, okay, you have some differences, but that's okay. 
Um, and it's more about how can we support you to navigate, um, you know, uh, this neurotypical world. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think um, in terms of the, yeah, what do we need to um, to boost our self-esteem? Um, I, th I think first of all is that self-acceptance, uh, you know, being able to hear things like, um, well, maybe you just need to try a little bit harder and being able to smile and go, yes, of course, that's the answer without taking that on and internalizing it as anything other than a misguided comment from the person who just made it. That, that is, that's really, really helpful. It's hard to do. It yeah, is hard it's, to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, I still get hit with that one sometimes where, you know, like struggling to clean up the kitchen after cooking dinner. Uh, and it's usually me that's giving myself crap about it. Yeah. Um, so I just critic sometimes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but being, being selective about the, the people that we keep around us, uh, that is, it's a, it's a journey figuring all of that out and, and yeah, building that team around us, but having supportive relationships is, um, it's a game changer. Yeah. Uh, when there's people around you that are willing to, um, you know, fill your gaps and to support you <laughs> where you struggle, uh, it's. It really does make a difference, you know, like there's no, there's no comment needed. It's just about, I've got a whole bunch of things that I'm really, really good at. And my partner has a whole bunch of things that he is really, really good at, that I couldn't do to save my life. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, like planning yeah. journeys. I do all the organization for our, for our trips or our outings, but yeah. then he's the one that tells me this is what time we need to leave this is where we're going because yeah. that's his strength and I forget all of that sort of stuff yeah. um and he doesn't he never ever sort of uh criticizes me for not yeah. factoring that in or not being able to give him any answers around that he just does it and it yeah. takes so much pressure off yeah I always joke with my partner um because um she also has ADHD and I say that like together we're like one person like <laughs> like um, you know, I have my struggles and strengths. She has her struggles and strengths. And luckily where it be like, for the most part, like there, there's a good overlap where, where I have strengths, she has challenges where, you know, and vice versa. Um, the only thing is cooking. Neither yeah. of us particularly enjoy it. So that's probably the one where, you know, it would have been nice if one of us was into that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just having someone, and, and I guess the other thing is, is that, um, something that's really important, um, for autistic folks in boosting their self-esteem is connecting with the autistic community. Um, and often, you, you know, autistic people are drawn to other autistic people and may already have friends that are autistic, whether they're diagnosed, undiagnosed, identified or not. Um, so, um, you know, finding your, your tribe and your people, um, is really important and having people that have been through similar struggles as well, um, is really important. Um, and I think going back to, um, what you mentioned, um, uh, going back to what you mentioned before about. Um, you know, having self-compassion um, is really important and um, even having that as part of um, like your daily practice, like um, instead of focusing on all the challenges, focus on um, your, your unique brain and how that helps you in your relationships and day to day and kind of having those like affirmations for yourself around, um, you know, and, and, and even, you know, if it's okay to have differences, it's okay to struggle. You don't have to push through. 
Um, you know, there are some times in life where it can be really tricky, like when it's Christmas time and you've got to get presents. But, you know, you don't have to do things in the way that you've always been told you have to do them. And if you don't do them that way, that, that doesn't mean that you're any less either. So it's so, so like, so, so important to have that, that positive inner self-talk and inner monologue. It really is. And, you know, one of the, uh, so the therapies that, that I draw from when working with, um, both autistic and ADHD is, is mindfulness. Um, I, I actually stumbled across mindfulness in my own personal therapeutic journey, looking to try and manage my anxiety and, um, like a true autistic person, I went and studied it and just (laughs) became fluent in it. Um, but I did that because mindfulness was the only thing that ever even touched the sides for me. And, you know, it was always about anxiety, but then later being diagnosed with autism and ADHD and now understanding that my anxiety has sort of been reduced phenomenally, but my whole life is still underpinned by mindfulness and it's a huge part of um, the the therapy that, that I practice in. Yeah. You know, mindfulness is a bit of a buzzword um, in this day and age and it's often sort of just interchanged with meditation, which it's not. That can be like an ADHD's worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I suggest um, mindfulness to ADHD, they're like, I can't focus on it. I can't clean my mind. I'm like, you don't have to. That's not, that's not actually what I'm asking you to do. Exactly. Like mindfulness is, it is just about stopping for a second and saying, okay, I'm in a bit of a tizzy right now because I'm trying to do 10 things at once. Yeah. I need to slow down. Maybe I should just write a quick list and um, get it out of my head onto a piece of paper. Yeah. Mindfulness is about at the end of the day when your head is full of negative self-talk because, you know, you forgot to take the rubbish out and you ended up with this foul smell in your house and um, cleaning up That's maggots. an experience. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> that was my Monday <laughs> um, or my Sunday. I can't remember what day it was. But um, yeah, you know, like when, when you're at the end of your day and you, you your head is full of that really negative self-talk, yeah. Being able to stop and say, okay, it was a rough day, but what was one good thing about it? And it doesn't yeah. even have to be a big thing. It could just simply be that, you know, yeah, I felt a nice breeze or yeah. gee, I'm grateful for the air conditioner because it's yes. really hot today. Yes. Um, and at least I don't have to be physically um, uncomfortable as well as emotionally uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, and I guess in my practice, I focus a lot around strengths as well. Um, so being mindful of your strengths and being mindful of your successes. And, you know, I think I'm always careful not to minimize the struggles because, you know, it's important not to invalidate those. Um, but, you know, we we have unique, you know, autistic ADHDs have unique minds um, and, you know, that needs to be celebrated and we need to look for those, you know, sparks of joy um, in our lives and, you know, what we can um, provide in our lives to ourselves and those around us. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I often talk to the people that I work with about the idea that you just, you can't be good at everything. And, and I totally agree. It's very important not to minimize or dismiss the struggles that we live with. Uh, emotional dysregulation can be so draining and really horrible for us, uh, amongst other things, but, 
it, it's equally important not to dismiss or minimize uh, the things that we are good at when, when we've when we've been supported to explore those strengths, because I also recognise that not all ADHDs um, or autistic folk have had the support <clears throat> to explore their strengths and yeah. um, where where their brains are really quite brilliant. So if you have been lucky enough to have that support and you've found it, uh, celebrate it. Uh, because, yeah. you know, I, I cannot keep my kitchen clean, but you know what? I'm all right with that because I'm I'm really great at research and I love that and I don't want to switch them out. I don't want to give up my research skills for dishwashing because yeah, I just don't want to. Like you could probably research the most effective and efficient way to clean the kitchen, but actually yes. cleaning it is <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. Yes, <laughs> totally agree. I guess something else to mention as well is that sometimes people do need support to be able to identify their strengths because when you've been told all these negative messages your whole life and you've internalized that in your internal monologue, in that negative self-talk, it can be really hard to shift in your mind, especially if you struggle with that mental flexibility. Um, But I can tell you right now, everyone has strengths. Everyone. Yeah. And I think it's also really important to point out that um, like cultural norms also uh, have like have to answer to something here because like think about growing up right when you were at school maybe you did all right at maths or English you know like you got good grades there but science well yeah you were you were struggling um there so you know your parents the school whatever they put all their time and attention into helping you improve your science grade or whatever rather than saying like oh my goodness you are quite good at English or you are quite good at maths. How about we um, get you some extra support there because you're telling me that you really enjoy it as well. Yeah. Uh, how about you just focus on what you're really good at and we'll just keep science sort of, yeah. um, you but know, and, and, you know, if there are those executive functioning challenges, it's like, well, maybe it's like, you know, I see it like when, when I was in school, um, I think in senior, was it six subjects? I think we had six subjects. And it's like you've got um, like it's like you're, you're juggling six balls or you've got like six spinning plates and, yeah, you know, you're having to go, oh, 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 this one, that one, this one, that one, that one. And, you know, sometimes you just have to go, okay, well, I've only got this much capacity. I'm going to focus on um, maths and, and English. I don't have the spoons to be able to focus on science. Um, yeah. So those sorts of things like um, – Sometimes it's about understand, understanding the underlying cause or what's going on. It's not necessarily that I can't do the science. It's that I don't have the executive functioning bandwidth to be able to do all the things. Uh, yeah. Or it's hard for my brain to switch from one thing to another due to those challenges with the mental flexibility. So, um, yeah, I think we're kind of getting a bit off topic here. And although it's a really cool conversation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to bring it back to self-esteem. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there is there anything else that you think? is that you wanted to touch on at all? No, I think um, I do want to point out like mindfulness is actually a uh, recognised evidence-based treatment for ADHD. And I use the word treatment very, very lightly um, because I don't think, you know, we need to be treated per se, but um, I, I have found mindfulness to be a very, very, very beneficial and helpful um, framework for life. 
uh, in managing some of my own ADHD symptoms that get in the way of me living the life that I want to live. Thank you for everyone who's joined us today uh, for our second podcast of Divergent Dialogues about boosting self-esteem. If you haven't checked out our previous episode, um, give it a listen or a watch um, because we talked about understanding self-esteem. Thank you to everyone for listening or watching our podcast. Um, We really appreciate your support.